When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth, cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast. Why do they call me Nomad? Well, I traveled the globe, spreading the joy of music one song at a time. And now I bring you wisdom, tried and true knowledge, and life experiences of my colleagues and peers in this crazy business we call music. Today's guest is Elvin Ross of E-Ross Studios, film composer, director, producer, songwriter, you name it, Elvin is the man. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. Okay, so you're a TV composer, film composer, music producer, director. Imagine this. You're holding down two hands of television shows simultaneously for all of the music composition and production. Let's start with For Better or Worse, Love Thy Neighbor, Meet the Browns, House of Pain, The Pains, If Loving You Is Wrong, Too Close to Home, The Have and the Have Nots. Then let's talk about all of the other content he created music for and directed and act as a producer in so many different circumstances. Madea's Family Reunion. Boo! A Madea Halloween. If Loving You Is Wrong, Too Close to Home. Madea Goes to Jail. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I mean, these are classics, folks. And if that weren't enough, he decided to make his own documentary, which he executive produced, produced and directed Kunta Kinte Island. Okay, Nomad here, the career musician, sitting with my good buddy, Elvin Ross. What's up, man? Man, you are up. Hey, good Composer to be extraordinaire, composer, producer, arranger, writer, artist, everything, right? Yes, sir. Yes, man. So <laughs> you have quite a history. Yes, sir. And uh, let's start right from the beginning. So you and I met out here in L.A. Out here in L.A. But you are from? Originally from New Orleans, by way of Atlanta. And migrated out here to the West Coast, man. Okay. Yeah. What I always like to ask people is, what was the initial reason why you got into music? What's, you know, how did you happen upon that? Music is in our soul, of course, but my mother, uh, she's a classically trained pianist and vocalist, um, so music was always in the house. So I've always 
you know, been attracted to the way she would play the piano. And mm -hmm. then uh, she started teaching me piano. And, you know, well, I started out on drums, if you will. Ah, <laughs> yeah, wow. man. So that, that was a thing. And um, I've always been very passionate about music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then what ended up being your primary instrument or do you just play a little bit of everything or a lot of everything? Or how do you how do you manage that? <laughs> no, man, my 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 tenure on drums started out with Mickey Mouse drum set. <laughs> okay. And I played drums in high school and in the church that whole thing for years, but I I really really um gravitated to piano and organ. Okay. In a church settings. Uh, so Spent a lot of years playing for community choirs and churches and around the city of New Orleans. Man, and that's what I thought. I thought piano was your primary. Yeah, it I is. didn't want to assume, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it is. Because in, in the, the capacity that we work together, yeah, absolutely. usually semi-piano yeah. sketches or, yep. you know, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, things of that nature. Wow. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So you, you got in through there. You, you entered through drums, piano, organ. You started doing church and choir work. Your mom was classically trained. Yes. You had to have some of that classical no, energy man. in there, no? Just, just the hair, man. She is always... A bad idea for your parent to teach you music because she treats you differently. That's so true. I'm teaching my daughter piano and I am so hard on her, bro. My mom was so hard on me. She would have these little pencils, man. You hitting on my little knuckles. My little knuckles just couldn't take it. I love it, man. I love it. But I love okay, it. Okay, so, so you weren't feeling that. So but then what brought you to the point you are now? Like how, what was the trajectory, trajectory of your career path? Like, so you go from playing, we all do, like yeah. it's in our soul. Yeah. When did you know this is what I want to do? Oh uh, man, I, I, you know, I, I chose music over architecture because I actually went to school for architecture, drafting, and engineering, and I was just like, man, this this is not it. You know, I was actually doing pretty well as a musician financially. Mm -hmm. You know, or at least better than you know an, an entry level architect. So right. I said, let me just do this, man. You mm -hmm. know, and then. Things one thing led to another, and and, and that it, it basically chose me. Nice. Yeah. And then eventually you came out west. So what was that path like? How did you get? What led you out here? What led me out here was for years I I, I started with Tyler Perry as uh, his. Uh, next, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that that's that's the story, man. I, I started with Tyler Perry. Being in the church, Tyler was at the same service I was at. I was playing piano in that particular service. In Atlanta? In Atlanta. Okay. By this time, I had moved to Atlanta, and he was like, Are you, do you remember me from New Orleans? Because he's originally from New Orleans, and we actually went to the same church in New Orleans. Wow. Right? But it's a rather large church, and, you know, um, so the membership was so great that, you know, you can get lost in the crowd like that. But uh, we knew each other in passing in New Orleans, and... He was at this particular service. I remember it was an Easter service in 1996, right? And he came up to me, and he was just like, do you remember me? I was like, yeah, I remember you. He was like, you know, I'm doing plays now here in Atlanta. Would you be interested in being, like, a musician? Hmm. I was like, sure, right? So he's like, we're having this meeting. We're having this meeting on Tuesday. This is a Sunday. And by, by the time Tuesday rolled around, man, Mike, it was crazy. By the time Tuesday rolled around, his music director quit and took all of the music. And he had a play going out seven days later. Oh, shoot. In seven days, Tyler and I wrote a whole show. Ooh. I hired musicians, and we were up seven days later um, in Baltimore. So you basically did your first musical. Yes. Wrote it. 
Yep. Produced it. And seven music years. directed it. Yes. Staffed the band. Staffed the band. The whole deal. Yep. The name of that play was I Know It's Been Changed. Wow. Yes. And then from then on, that was it. You and from he then on, he realized right under pressure that that's the best way to handle Elvin. Just give everything to him at the last minute. <laughs> that's hey, how. This is what I got. Please. <laughs> yeah. Are you done? Like, yeah. like he'll send me something. Like he'll send me. I remember uh, for for one of the films we were working on, um, we had a spotting session in the evening. So it was like about three o'clock. So. After the spotting session, I'm thinking he's calling around eight to see, you know, how did I enjoy the spotting session or the movie? He was calling to see if I was done <laughs> scoring. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? He's like, you know, you know our history. So I was like, man, that's a trip. No, I'm not done. <laughs> well, yeah, that, needs some time, bro. <laughs> that was five hours ago. Right? No. Wow. Man, best, okay. best story. So, so, so you guys came out here then together, kind of? So, no, yeah, man. Or... We toured for years okay. with, with the plays, with the stage right. plays, sure. over like 25 years ago, man. Wow, so you put in some mad time. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. So That's your mileage. Yes, sir. We've been together just that long, man. So we, did, we worked on that play. We went on to another play, and we did some plays for Bishop T.D. Jakes, mm -hmm. Woman Dial Loose, and Behind Closed Doors. Yep. And then after that, you know, Tyler had this idea to come out west just to do um, a showcase um, for execs out here, right? Mm. Um, because now they're they're looking at him for producing the movie. You know, mm. we come out here do a showcase, forty-five minute show of a two-hour show, right. and the execs loved him, and they picked up Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That was his very first movie. I it did exceptionally well at the box office. So for someone who's never written a movie, for someone who's never scored a movie, to have a number one movie in the box office is an incredible, wow. incredible um, victory for, for our career, seriously. That's awesome, yeah, bro. Yeah, So we went to movies, okay. and we did Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and I think he wanted to also move into producing sitcoms, right? Mm. So what he did was he invested his own money into shooting this pilot for a TV show. He called me up. I got to pause you right there. Yeah. Say that again. He invested his own money. He invested money. his own money. If you believe in something. You have to put If you don't your put money your money down. where your mouth is. Yes, you have to. Who's going to do it for you? Who's going to do it? Sorry. You sorry. have to believe yeah. in yourself and Thank not you. only believe in yourself, but invest in yourself. That's right. You know. Um, okay, so he calls you now. He calls me up. I, I, I need some, some bumpers, some, some music for, for this sitcom. Um, I'm like, okay, so let me figure that out. You know what I mean? And for those who may not know bumpers, just go take it, musical breaks. They'll take you from scene to scene. Yeah, transitional music. Yeah, commercial, yep. commercial back to it. Yeah, yeah so, so uh, he shoots this pilot, 10-episode pilot, and then, hey, TBS says, we want it. Offer him a 200-plus episode deal. 200 plus episodes. Yeah, it, it's, it's that's incredible. I, I bro. think it started out at 90 episodes and it bumped up to two. Like, I think they've incredible. done over 300 episodes of that series. <laughs> it's in syndication now, praise the Lord. Of course. <laughs> hey, 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 it's mailbox money. This is hey, what you know, get to. Absolutely. Teach everybody absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, what I thought was, you know, a day's worth of, of bumpers turned mm -hmm. into be a lifetime of payment. 
Okay, perfect segue. We're jumping right. I love it. <laughs> We're jumping right in, man. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, so, first of all, composer. So you you started doing the plays, music directing, then you shift over to composing. Although we're making it quick now. Yeah. You put in your time. Yes. So all those years while you're developing all these skills, life skills, and mm-hmm. music skills. Yes. People, social skills. Yes. Now you put them into your composition work. Exactly. Right? You're composing. A lot of time what people don't realize is that, yes, you might be sitting here on a Tuesday afternoon yes. trying to put some ideas down, frustrated, mm-hmm. thinking to yourself, man, I'm never going to see any money from this. Right. You don't know where those cues are going to end up. You don't know where they're going to end up. But I even have a better story than that. You saying you're sitting around on a Tuesday yeah. and you're just chopping it up. You know. Yeah. Well, I did the same thing. I had no idea that me um, working on music that, you know, I'm just imitating Emulating yes. other compositions. Yeah, I'm just which, doing that, Chris. Because at some point, I'm like, you know, I'm just dreaming at this point that I will be a composer. Well, when Tyler did Diary of a Mad Black Woman, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, and I was sitting doing a spotting session, and they were just like, you know, so we have this opening. We don't know what type of music it is. We don't want to do source music or, or music mm-hmm. that's been recorded already. Mm-hmm. You know, we were thinking that you compose some music for it. Sure. And do you know, I was able to pull something from the time that I was sitting around on that quote unquote Tuesday. I said, well, let's see how this syncs up. The opening cue for Diary of a Mad Black Woman, it was music that I you did. did prior prior to ever knowing that I would score a film. It worked just that way. We call that hard drive harvesting. Give <laughs> 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 me some depth on that. That's yes, hard drive harvesting it's, at its finest. Yes, it's a very true story. It's a very true story. Amazing. So again, you don't know where it's going to end up. Yes. You don't know. Sometimes you don't know why you're working on a yes, particular piece. Absolutely. But you have to have faith that you know it's something's good is going to come out of it. Yep. But also... That piece of music that you write, let's say it took you 20 minutes, let's say it took you three hours, doesn't matter. It could mm-hmm. have taken you 12 days, yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're going to make residuals royalty yep. on that. Yes. Talk about that for, for some of the people who may mm-hmm. not be you know, familiar with that, this aspect of our business. Well, you know, as a creative, you know, when your music enters that space of, um, you know, being aired on television, radio space, that whole thing like that. It's trackable, if you will. <laughs> you know, it's your IP. Your it's your IP. Property. It's your intellectual yeah. property, and your uh, your ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC will track that for you, right. and it calculates over a period of time into dollars and cents. <laughs> Let me ask you this: How much of a percentage of your income is royalty based versus actually, you know, real time monetization? Mm-hmm. You know, how much? What's the percentage of royalties versus? other income? Well, it's great. It's a vast difference because your initial payment on something can be, let's say, $10. Right. But it can pay you a lifetime, a lifetime. well beyond the $10. That's right. So when I first did, like, my first couple of TV shows, um, it was nothing, but it was my way of saying, oh, you know what, I'll make the sacrifice, and it'll not only be a sacrifice, but it will be my investment into myself to give this music away. Because it, it was also resume building, you know. Mm-hmm. So my thought was, okay, now I have this music on TV. I can use it on the resume. However, that turned into residual income. That's right. Yeah. So as long as that show is on the air, you will be getting paid. 
Okay, I talk about it all the time. Residual income, passive income, mailbox money. This is real. My tried and true career musicians out there, you know it. For those of you who are aspiring and still working on getting to that point where you can create this kind of income, trust me, it's worth all the blood, sweat, and tears that you put in now. Please do yourself a favor. If you are not already signed up with a PRO affiliate, Performing Rights Organization, they are ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC here in the States, do so now. Go to their websites, learn about everything that is entailed, get signed up so you can start earning money for all of the music that you put out there in various media platforms, TV, streaming, gaming, etc. Add the career musician to your Spotify playlist today. And at this point, let's just talk Tyler's productions. Mm-hmm. Countless. You've done countless yeah, you television know, and, and movies and plays with him, right? I've been very privileged to um, work with Tyler, but have um, composed all of the music for all of his TV shows. Wow. Um, I've done all of the plays. I may have missed one or two. Wow. Um, there's about 21 of them, 22 of them. <laughs> Incredible. Um, I've done several of the films um, and when I wasn't composing the score for the films I was still maybe working on soundtrack songs or you know right. things that we may have done together or something like that so right. yeah again for folks who don't know uh, soundtrack is different from score yeah score if you want to elaborate would you mind right. oh. well score is, 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 is your is your music that is um, uplifting this, the, 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 the scene if you will you right. you know but the score um, is different from soundtrack. You know, you can have a song that's been written by what, with a band or whatever, an and artist. an artist, right. and they're singing. You know, a lot of times that's used doing a montage or, or correlating to what's going on with the scene, you know, so. And what's so important about this stuff, I feel uh, musicians, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. have to understand the business because all these different types of uses mm-hmm. have different types of payment methods, Very true. Right? Yes. And there's sync licenses that you yep. get an upfront fee. Yep. And then sometimes there is no sync license. Absolutely. It's only the back-end royalties. Absolutely. Via your PRO. So mm-hmm. all this stuff is important. Mm-hmm. I really encourage people to study it. Mm-hmm. All the information is out there on, Absolutely. on the web. Absolutely. But it's really nice to sit down with somebody like yourself who has amassed uh, an impressive catalog yeah. in this realm. It's been a blessing, man. speak... Yeah. First hand on yeah. it. You said something about building your resume. Let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. you, we we understand as career musicians, mm-hmm. you use one gig, you parlay it to the next, yes. and so forth. Yes. So so you put these shows and these plays on your resume, and how did you go about that? How did that help build to the next thing? You know. Unfortunately, um, you know, working with with in the system that I was working with. Everything that I was doing became a part of my library or my reel, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go back to the beginning where I was, you know, writing music that was potentially, you know, the dreamer's music, if you will. Mm-hmm. You can be working on a production and that music will only be for that type of mu- uh, production, if you will. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I'm now working on my comedic reel, if you will, you know, gotcha. comedy reel, you right, know. Right, right. Um, that's that's suited more for diverse films, if you will, mm. and not what I've been doing over the years. Right. You know, so it's 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 something that you keep doing as a practice, if you will. You know, like your physicians have to keep 
practicing medicine, we still have to practice, practice you know, the music that we create. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean sitting down with your axe and yeah. shedding, yeah. but if you're practicing composing yeah. in different realms. In different realms. Genres yeah, absolutely. Genres, so yeah. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely, um, man. Listen, when you're working throughout these years in your career, what are some of the main principles and methods that you adhere to? Like, you know. um, basically trying to be as authentic as possible to um, what's presented on the screen. You know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, atmosphere that we're in, I want to be able to respect that. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and oftentimes I will become that music, if you will. Like, that's the only type of music I would listen to if I am working on that kind of, so it becomes yes. a part of my soul you know you what I mean you have to be the embodiment of yeah it. of course you yeah. sleep with it yes. you live with it Absolutely. you hear it yeah. constantly yeah 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 so that's all I will listen to and it motivates me and it becomes me that's and right. then it comes out of me you isn't know that I mean? amazing yeah you feed yourself what you need to to come out of you if you will best advice ever I love that because yeah. I've always said that from the time I was yeah. a teenager yeah. you know do, do whatever gig you're doing mm-hmm. that day that week that month mm-hmm. that's the music you listen to absolutely you focus on that. absolutely you yeah. yeah wow okay so let's talk about etiquette yes and let's talk about etiquette in different ways mm-hmm. in the studio when Tyler somebody like Tyler gives you a, a directive mm-hmm. says hey this is my vision mm-hmm now you go flesh it out. He's giving you a lot of creative freedom, correct? Yes, that's correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And he probably doesn't want to sit there and hold your hand during your process. He doesn't. Right? Yes. He lets he doesn't micromanage. He he lets you go do your thing. Absolutely. So that's one form of etiquette where you're in the creative zone. Mm-hmm. You have control. Yes. When you're in a meeting, mm-hmm. a boardroom meeting, mm-hmm. what's the etiquette like there? The etiquette is to come in. Um, and listen to your patient. You're not, you're actually the doctor of this whole uh, of this hospital, if you will, and you have to listen to what the client is bringing to you. Um, so I do a lot of listening, and sometimes I can be accused of sleeping or not being in the room. But I'm really absorbing what the director really is looking for mm-hmm. me to translate musically. You know what I mean? So in order for me to do that. I, I, I tend to listen a lot. And I'll offer back something in regards to making sure that we're in the same atmosphere, if you will. Mm. But um, I listen a lot. I listen I like a that lot. message because sometimes I think you can go the opposite route yep. and almost oversell what you do. It's very true. Right? How do you find that balance? Um, you, I, I've learned when you try to oversell, it becomes, when you come back and you present your music, it's not always what they were looking for Mm. you know so my experience is you know be quiet and let them talk and let them really express themselves and then the other part about it is there's nothing wrong with sometimes allowing them to hear a snippet of where you're going in the process you know Um, sometimes that can be dangerous you know because you're not yeah (laughs) (laughs) how do you deal with that bird you know because I've been there, there I've been there but you know um you know, I try to explain sometimes, you know, this is not the finished product. This is kind right. of a, a sense. But sometimes that works and sometimes it's like, no, you know, I don't. they, they can't hear it. They can't feel where you're going. That's right. But for the most part, um, I try to stay away from it. But I do have, sometimes I have to allow, before I get too far into it, mm-hmm. a cue or whatever. But 
you know, it, it, it just varies from one person to the next. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Now, it's interesting because uh, the clients we have, some of them are perhaps more well-versed in music mm -hmm. vernacular and knowledge yeah. than others, right? Yes. Yes. So we have to learn how to gauge, right? Yes. You yes. gauge what their knowledge base is. Yes. And then you work according to that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and some directors, you know, I've worked with, um, they're more or less... You know, just do it. Let me see if I like it when it comes back to me, you know. And then some are like really micromanagers where, you know, they want to be a part of the process and, you know, and, and you know, may give you some other composer's music to listen to and set it in the, mo in the movie. They'll set this temp music in there and they want you to kind of size it up, parallel it, you know, get somewhere in the neighborhood of what they've put in there and just create it. Right. From your perspective. Right. Yeah. And I think as musicians, we're used to that because a lot of music producers yeah. have the same, right? Yeah. There's two different kinds. Yeah. The, the micro guy and yeah. the guy just says, or the person that just says, hey, yeah. do what you will. Absolutely. Send it to me. I don't even care. Yep. If you put your magic on it, I know it's dope. Right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> of course. All right. So, so that's etiquette there. And what about in the studio? So because as a composer now, again, mm -hmm. you're taking on the roles of musician. Yep. Writer, songwriter, yes. composer, yes. music director, mm -hmm. liaison, yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. Oftentimes, if there's not enough budget, you have to double as an orchestrator or arranger. Yep, yep, yep. But you're dealing with lots of different people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's say in the studio, mm -hmm. let's say you're doing a scoring session. Mm -hmm. What's your etiquette there? Because now that's you're at the helm, right? Yes. That's your ship. Well... In, in using a ship reference, you know, I'm the captain, if right, you will, right. you know, and I have all of these people that are around me, you know, but I have people that are, um, that has my temperament, you know, and my temperament, I'm a very mild-mannered person, you know, I'm not a screamer, I don't holler at people, right. but I do expect you to be at the top of your game, That's right. you know what I mean? Like, so, I know when I write a cue, it can be at, it's at the, the, the ground level of sketch and I send it to you, Mike. <laughs> when it comes back to me, I'm like, you know, it's it's it just it just takes so much time out of the equation, you know, to explain, you know, versus sending it to somebody like yourself, um, that that'll just hit it right out the park. You know what I mean? And then you will send me back so many options and choices in the, you know. <laughs> and you know it's like you know you're, you're sending me back stuff it's like you know don't 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 reach back out to me this is all you can you know? <laughs> like just leave me alone <laughs> I'm trying to be preemptive in the fact that just in case somebody yes. says you know well what about you you yeah, get yeah. options right but, but the cool thing about that is you surround yourself with people like yourself and, yeah. and the etiquette becomes really really easy because at this point you have more than what you need right. you know right. so and again, I, I'm, I'm not a kind of person that, that's going to be wilding out in the session. You know, right. I have these people around me like, you know, that can actually bring all of this stuff together for me and allow me to actually listen versus having to micromanage every, every aspect. aspect of it. That's yes. right. Yes. Man. So true. Yeah. Wow, I love it. Yep. And and to uh, to to reinforce that, yes, you are extremely mild mannered, and I really like that about you. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're very deliberate. You know what you want. Yes. And, you know, your yes is yes, your no is no, and, mm -hmm. and it's really easy to communicate with you. Absolutely. There's no gray area. Oh, I like man. that. You know. Appreciate that. Um, 
Whereas me, with my Latino <laughs> passion. <laughs> but uh, uh, so, listen, talk about well-being and lifestyle. What have you done over the years? Because, I mean, you lived on the road for a long time doing all those plays. Mm-hmm. The, sh- the lifestyle shift from the road to composing in the studio is mm-hmm. nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's nice to come home and not have to be moving. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah. talk about some of the lifestyle things that you've tried to do just to keep yourself... Um, man, you know, I... Uh, we, we, we toured for years, a number of years, doing stage plays. But um, I just try to live, I, I don't want to sound extra spiritual, but just a righteous life, you know, try yeah. to keep myself, sure. you know, where I don't have to look over my, over my shoulder, sure. I don't have to look at my phone, and make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff like that. Yes, I've, I've, I've lived, yeah. you know, um, according to... A Christ life, like to be honest with you, you know, um, I just awesome. kept myself out of out of harm's way. It's <laughs> awesome, and you know how it is being on the road that you can be attacked okay. and approached by many different wilds of life, man. But you know, my thought was, you know, is it worth me losing everything that God has provided me and this lifestyle, this opportunity to create this music? And I think because of that, He's allowed me to see heights that I've never would have been able to see on my own. You know what I mean? That's that's my personal testimony, and you know I'm sticking with it. You know no, what I mean? I and, agree with it, man. You know, and I and I and now that you know, even at this stage in my life, you know, in dating, you know, I'm not trying to date a hundred women at one time. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, if I'm dating a specific person, that's all I'm. You know, I'm, right. I'm just dating this girl. You that's know what right. I'm saying? That's right. And I'm, I don't want her to look stupid. You know, right. And that's right. Like, uh, or. Our parents to see me out with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, you know, exactly. hey, listen, your character, man. Yeah, and, and and I think that that helps because, you know, if I live that life, then my kids get to see that, and they want to live that life. That's but right. also, that goes your your character and and your integrity goes before you, and right. it also seeps over into your professional as well. So, man, you know, it really does. That's incredible. What do you do to uh, to stay healthy? What do you <laughs> you play any sports? You work out? What you, do you know, like to do? man. You know, I, I, what, what I do is um, nothing. No, man. You know, I, I have these kids, I, I, and and you know, I, I get they to run around busy. with. They keep yeah, me busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more importantly, I really do try to keep some good hours and, and, and go to bed at a certain time. And I guess because of them I'm, and their school hours, I, I go to bed with them type of thing, you know. Um, Same here. I train myself. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. <laughs> it's tempting for us. We could stay up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. And our schedule is all turned I've been tr- And I've been trying to get into a lifestyle of, of working out, man. I, I would like to get a muscle this year at some point. <laughs> at some point this year. You know, this year makes my 50th birthday. So I'm trying to get really? Yeah man Congratulations I, Thanks bro. man I'm July 30th I'll be 50 And I would like to have a muscle For my birthday So maybe I'll start working on that now. start working out <laughs> <laughs> You look great You're crushing it No awesome. man no. Well hey uh, Business acumen Yes Let's sir Let's talk about that Because yep. um, You know I think A lot of times Our focus When we're studying whether it's in school or on our own as musicians, yes. it's lopsided. We focus too much on the music, mm-hmm. and we kind of neglect mm-hmm. the business side of things. Yep. How did you develop your sense of business acumen? <clears throat> well, you know what, man? My business acumen is a little different from the, the, the next person. I, I've seen a lot on this journey. Um, so I've learned to, um, to put price tags appropriately. 
You know what I mean? So, like, if, if, if a big budget film is coming by, you know, hey, it's a big price tag. But then if you have someone that, that's in need of some good music and they don't have the budget, then, you know, I was so into their lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think I'm blessed because of it, you know, um, but also I, I'm surrounded now by a team of people that, you know, help me do it. You know, I have an agent manager, you know, business manager, have attorneys and, um, you know, they, they keep me on point. That's right. But you it know? takes a while to get to that point. And sometimes. it does. You don't start out that way. Right. You was, know? And that's what I was going to say. You know, we, bridge that. Yeah. Gap. You know, I started out with, you know, I'll do it for free. You know, honestly, I'll do it for free. Just give me the opportunity. Right, right. right. And that opportunity turned into a first check. That check turned into a residual. That check mm-hmm. turned into a resume, you know. And I I built, I built the team as needed. You know what I mean? That's right. That's I right. built the team as needed. I didn't start out sending in uh, prematurely. Uh, prematurely with the agent and somebody demanding this and somebody demanding that. You know, you know, my appetite was the work, not the success, not the money, not this, that, and the other. I love that. You know, my appetite was for the work. And the work will bring everything else. The work begets all the yes, pieces of the absolutely. puzzle. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I love that. And Sometimes it, I've been guilty of that too, putting the cart before yeah. the horse. And it happens. And it's 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 you see these a lot of times we'll see people out there, musicians or composers that are doing exceptionally well and we're thinking man my gift I know I can do that I know I can do it better right and I know I should be driving the car that they have <laughs> and I know I should be living in the house I know I should have this I know I should have that but at the end of the day you know what God has for you is for you so simply you have to stay on your journey don't jump off into someone else's journey trying to get what they get or what they have because of the people that I was doing that with and saw that they had this they had that if I would jump on their journey, I would have what they have, right? Mm-hmm. Which is actually less than what I have now. That's right. You know what I mean? Wow. So I would have limited myself. I would have limited myself to what they have. And what God had for me was so much bigger, so much larger. Because you're, you're not all-knowing. You're not omniscient. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know it, man. <laughs> all, the, the proverbial you, all of us. Exactly. You know, yeah. you know so wow. you, know, you have to be careful of you know, how you're doing business. You know, you're supposed to be confident in your gift, in your gifting and in, in, in what you can produce. But you also have to remember that when someone's investing into you, they're taking a chance, mm. right? So if they're taking on a, a chance on something that hasn't been proven, then you have to make certain that you're at the table with humility in your confidence. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a, I don't know, a, a, a peppermint stick, you know, with the swirls, yeah. you know? Yeah. It has to all be swirled in together, humility oh. and confidence. You know, it, one can't stand alone. It has to be together, you know? I'm confident that I can deliver you this, you know? But I'm humble by the opportunity. That is such a fine balance, and, yeah. and I love the way you articulated it. Yeah, yeah. That, that needs, listen, that's the takeaway. Yeah. That's the takeaway. And yeah. that's what I always try to instill to aspiring um, young musicians. Yeah. You know, yeah, the confidence and the humility. Yeah. Delicate balance. It's a delicate balance, but they go hand in hand. They really do. Yeah. Wow. You don't have to lose your confidence to be humble. I'm sorry, humble. To, to be humble, that's yeah. right. You don't have to lose your confidence right, to be humble. Right, right, right. 
So the difference between humility and confidence. Hmm, interesting concept, right? Look, as musicians, we have this crazy ego. I know that. I'm susceptible to it. We all are susceptible. But that's the beginning. You have to be self-aware. Know that you can be a jerk sometimes because you're so high on your own horse thinking, oh, man, I'm the shit. I could do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm so talented. Yes, but guess what? There are millions, hundreds of millions, billions of people, yes, with a B, that are talented too. So let's not take it for granted. Let's edify one another in our gifts as Elvin is talking about. Follow The Career Musician on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on the latest news and tips from the world's leading musicians. Okay. When did you learn to say thanks, but no thanks? How do you say no? Sometimes you have to say no, right? Sometimes you have to say no if it... uh, if you're too busy mm. or if it compromises your level of integrity and character, um, if you're not feeling confident mm-hmm. about what's being presented to you, you know, it's okay to say no. You got you, you to gotta pick. Sometimes you got to say, this is not right for me. I'm not going to be able to deliver the music at the level that you think it should be. You know, it's not my, it's not my genre. Sometimes you have to say no. You know, if someone asks me to do a rock song, you know, and it's not my strongest genre of music to produce, then if it's within a film and I have to do that, that's fine. I can always bring in someone. You delegate. Yeah, you delegate. But if it's just all about rock, I'm going to have to say no. Say no. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good barometer. Yeah. What are some of the most memorable memorable moments, perhaps, that you've had? I mean, I know there's so many. Working with Tyler for all yeah. these years, I mean, your guys' body of work combined is astounding. Yeah. So, if I don't know, could you pick one? <laughs> you know, I believe my... I have several, actually. Um, I remember that I produced a TV show called Gospel Dream. It was a gospel version of... American Idol at the time was way back in the early years, 2003, we premiered on BET, right? And I remember my brother, Brendan, was watching the show when it came on TV on on, on BET, and he was in the final stages of cancer, and he watched it, and we watched it together early in the morning, and this is before anything popped off. He said, you know what, man? You're going to have a very, very solid career, and I'm proud of you. And um, a couple weeks later, he passed. A couple weeks later, he passed. Wow. That was a big memorable moment. And then sitting at the premiere of our first film, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, um, Tyler was nervous. I was nervous. Mm. Um, neither one of us had any training in producing film. And, and I certainly didn't have any training in composing music for film. And that was a big moment, especially when the weekend opened to become, you know, the number one film. That was a big, memorable moment for me. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. Talking about an affirmation. Yes. That just must have been surreal. It was very surreal, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then that happened again the next year. <laughs> wow. But you, you know, said, like, yeah. You said it earlier, all those things that you did in those years prior. Yeah. That it, it's a cumulative training experience, whatever exactly. you want to call it. Yeah. It all, so you, you say you didn't have 
you know, training in sure. the film, but you did. I had my own all personal the, training. Yeah, yeah. yeah my own commitment to, yes. yeah. And that all adds up. Absolutely. That's, a, that, that's something to be, you know, yeah. accounted for. Absolutely, man. Last, last piece of advice, man. Yeah. This has been great. I really appreciate you sharing this time. <laughs> this has been so much fun, man. I, love I mean, it. I, I feel funny asking you this last question because you've already shared so many bits of wisdom. Mm -hmm. But if you had to share one little, you know, word of wisdom. Look, you have a, a, a film student who says, oh, my gosh, I would just... What you described earlier, they're mm -hmm. looking at whomever, mm -hmm. composer X, and they're mm -hmm. saying, yeah, but I can do it. I know it. They're so hungry. They're yeah. so eager. What are you going to tell them? You know, they're, they're in their early 20s, maybe their mid-20s. It's amazing, man, that, that you would ask that question because I often thought about how um, we just talked about having a number one film at the box office. Right. I mean, two years in a row um, with Medea's Family Reunion. Incredible. That goes back, you know, the, to the early years of what we were doing. But the thing is, man, I knew and started studying underneath um, composers that have gone to college and, and, and studied this stuff for years. My study was in, in my little studio at the house, duplicating other scores, you know? So my thought process is anybody can do this if you put, if you put the time aside and, and really work towards it. That opportunity, when it meets that preparation, it really does give results. You know what I mean? When, when, when they say when opportunity yeah, meets, meets preparation, preparation. Yes. It, it's very, very true. You know, my thought was I was just mimicking someone else, mm -hmm. but it was actually preparation, not knowing that it was preparation at right, the time. Right. So you just really have to keep doing it, even though you don't you don't think that you have the qualifications. Right. If you really, really want it, you work towards it. You'll get it. You know, so I'm basically saying all that to say, don't give up on that dream. Uh -huh. Whatever genre you may be in, whether it's music or acting or, or even a, another secular job, just just go for it. You know, all training is not done in the school systems. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Sometimes it's it's your own personal training. That's you know right. what I mean? That's right. You know, a lot of musicians that are out there that are stunning, playing on big stage and just performing this music absolutely just could have come out of the church right it's right. you know but they put their time in practicing their licks and mimicking of people like yourself you know and then voila the opportunity to get here and they're like showcasing you know and and then they become the cat you know never give up on your dream i love that. just work towards it and this is a great segue we'll yeah. close with this yeah as an African-American man, yeah. how have you found your way in the film scoring land of, you know, the Hollywood business scene? What's great about the scene now is that Hollywood is now embracing diversity for women, for African-American composers. And... Um, and forgive me for just coming right out. And no, no, no. That's a, look. It's, it's so apparent. Yeah, for many years. For many years, you know, it wasn't, it like, wasn't, it wasn't like that. that. But I think now that African Americans are making the films, right? You know, right, right, right. They're making the money at the box office, right? Now they have a seat at the table, the executive table. Yes. Hollywood is basically saying there has to be much more talent than just the actors, because you guys are producing now. 
now you, you're finding that there are composers out there that are just amazing, right? you know, right. that are looking for the opportunities. And I, I believe that this is the time that we start showing ourselves, you know, right. so, and not just showing ourselves as, you know, again, you, you bring your confidence, you bring your humility and you bring your, your preparation. And um, I believe that you will start seeing more and more African-Americans and women you know, com- composers that are, that, are, that are just amazing and just waiting for their big opportunity. It's funny because from a, a social uh, uh, standpoint, it's mm-hmm. a shame yeah. that this has been like this. Yeah. But from uh, a Renaissance artistic standpoint, yes. it's very cool. It's very because cool. Because you're right yeah. in the yeah. eye of the hurricane, if yeah. you will, as this is developing, right? But Yeah, but, you know, also, along with your craft and your gift, make sure that you're ready to do business. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, you got to show up and, and you got to deliver on time. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, deliver before the, uh, the, the, the due date. Yeah. Yes. Please deliver before the due date. Like, because make people... No revisions and things. Revisions. But, but also, take your ethnicity out of it. This guy is just amazing to work with. This person just delivers like right. He's wow. delivering. Yeah. I like the music when you you, you give him a you know notes for revision. Right. He's like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Let right. me. That's a great way to approach that. Let me go and do it. Let me knock it out for you. Don't push back on that. Just do it because you know. I remember one time, man. Mm. I thought I did a great piece of music, man, and it was just like, yeah, beautiful, but it's not for this movie, you know. And I'm like, what? But I said that to myself. I just basically yeah. took the, the opportunity to show them that um, I'm a team player. I'm going to work well with you with this. I'm just going to do it. Team player. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah, just get it done. And take your ego out of it. Take right? your ego and your attitude. Like, don't even... I remember a composer when I first got here. I was like, give me some advice. He was like, don't ever wear your feelings on your shoulders. Sure. You know, don't even... Just don't do it. Just do what they ask you to do. That's right. In, in regard to the music. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Don't sell your soul to yourself, you know, in regards to, I'm sold on this music I did. I know it's the best piece of music for this film. No, it's not. If the director says it's not, you got to be okay with that, you know, and, and be like, you know, I'm creative enough to create something else for it. Uh-huh. I'm just that good. Of course you want something different. I got that's that, it. you know? It's cool. Yeah. So true. Yeah. That and that's that's service. Yeah. That's doing a service to the client. Absolutely. That's doing a service to yourself. Absolutely. Because now your stock just went. Yeah. Away. You get the gig, and you get the gig, and you perform like it's an audition for your next gig. <laughs> ah, you know what I'm saying? That's how you got to do that. You, you the gig that you're working on is your audition for your next gig because they start talking to one another. I remember the last piece I worked on, um, the studio. One studio called the other studio and said, hey, I know you guys work with, you know, Elvin Ross on this project. Mm-hmm. You know, we're thinking about using him, but what do you think of him? We're not sure. Right. Yeah, well, we, what do you think of him? And, and the first thing came out of their mouth was, he's a great guy. He's so easy to work with. Because you already got the music. Man, there you go. They already had the music. They want to know how is he to work with. That's right. You know, I'm the kind of guy that might bring you cookies. To- <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, just... yeah. You know, just to be nice, man, but it's not selling out. It's just really saying, you know, this guy's a pleasure to be around, period. That's it. Yeah. End of story. Like. End of story. You know, if and we that's call him. keep any gig, man. Yeah, we don't want to be nervous to call, see where things are. You know, we're going to be able to pick up the phones like, you know, we know we're going to get 
a great hello right. and a great response to whatever it is we have to present. You that know? goes for those spotting sessions as well. As well. When they're in there critiquing your yep. work, right? Yep. You got to take notes but yeah. and apply it. Yeah, you actually take your feelings off the off your shoulders when you first walk in. Right. You'd be like, you know, they're going to make changes. This is what this meeting That's is for. This, it's for them to critique and make changes. Right. So if you walk in with that in mind, you know, you expect it. And if you walk yeah. out with minimal notes, you'd be like, Oh, great. Oh, you, you feel lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, oh, great. Yeah. This is wonderful. Take kids out to dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's celebrate. No notes. Yeah, you right, know, right, so. Right, right. And that happens, too. Yeah. Where can we find you online if people want to look up? Man, I'm easy. Stuff. Elvin underscore Ross for uh, Instagram. I think I'm like Elvin Ross number nine or something like that on Facebook. Okay. You know. Um, ElvinRoss.com should forward you. Okay, yeah, so the kind of stuff. The website like should lead you everywhere. Well, yeah, the, the website leads you to my 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 documentary that I produced some years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, 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 it's no, good. No, 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 because we have to talk about that. Yes. The island of Kunta Kinte Island. Kunta Kinte Island. Yes, Kunta Kinte Island. So yes, I remember. I think I had just met you. Yep. Around that time. Yeah, man. Maybe a year or so before that. Yeah. My wife and I sat in your yep. living room and you and were telling it. us about yep. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, yep. okay, that's huge because I was thinking about that last night mm -hmm. and I even said to myself, yep. okay, I'm going to ask uh, Elvin about this. Yep. Talk about that because now you went from composer working with filmmaker Tyler Perry yes. to filmmaker. Yes, so, man, my business manager represented another gentleman who was uh, uh, the ambassador to entertainment, for entertainment in the Gambia, West Africa, to the president. And he had a spot here in LA and was telling my business manager about the renaming of this island um, in West Africa. And they brought me into this meeting to, about composing music for it. And I was like, nah, man, you gotta do it this way because how can I do a big score, <laughs> you know? if you do it that way. And they were like, well, why don't you direct it? You know, I was like, well, I, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's try it, you know? And because of my experience of, 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 of being around Tyler, you know, we, he'll try anything in production. He'll just try it, you know? Don't be intimidated by opportunity. Just go for it. Just go for it. Yeah, so I got into it, man, and, and we started on a project and you know, we released it. It's been on PBS. It's, you know, currently on Aspire Network, Matthew Johnson's Network. It's been on several different platforms, man. It has no shelf life. It'll be around a while. Um, it's a very educational piece, but it also has great music in it as well. That's awesome. You took the time to make a timeless piece. Today. Yes, yes, yes. Was that more difficult than making a... It, quote unquote trending piece it was just absolutely more difficult because there was more you know educational components that went into it and so I kind of took a step back on it when it came to music because I actually was writing music with some other great producers and Raul Ferrando and people like um, Rick Wofford helped me on it as well yeah man um a number of musicians stepped in man and um did some amazing work it's Amazing vocalist helped me out with that stuff, man. But it's an amazing piece. It's an amazing piece that will be around. 
you know, when you're dealing with educational pieces, you want to make sure your facts are right, you know. Right. A lot of animation going on in there, and um, it's, it's, it's a good piece, man. Was it was it uh, a difficult research and development phase, or, or did it kind of all go at the same time? Um, we did Production a little... Research. My producer and I, Quita, did a lot of uh, research in the beginning. She did most of the research, mm-hmm. and we actually went over and sat with the family of Kunta Kente that still lives in the same village wow. that he was captured in. And um, from that, we allowed them to tell their story, you know, and we were able to build our animation and an educational component based upon their story. You know, it's pretty, pretty, That's deep. pretty slick, man. So first, first-hand source. Yeah, basically. yeah, absolutely. And I'm assuming this would be the first of many projects that you'll take on and absolutely, in man. Role Ab- absolutely, man. Yeah. And I, I think that you know. We have some amazing opportunities coming before us in the next couple months that we'll be talking about. That's awesome. Um, that will yield opportunities for us all. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. Yeah. My dude, Elvin Ross. You know, I just love Elvin's humble and positive spirit. He's just a cool dude all the way around. And listen, take away something from this that's super positive. If you haven't already, I'm sure it's pretty easy. But go for it. Follow your dreams. Just do it. You never know how it's going to happen. You never know exactly what is going to lead to the next situation that will bring you in to something that's quite amazing. Now, I'm not saying to not have goals, have your goals. But as you go about, you know, your daily routine and grinding it out, just be open minded and stay positive. I know it's tough sometimes. I know the music business, the entertainment industry can really be brutal, but you just have to maintain. Be disciplined in your work, be diligent in everything that you do, have faith that what you're doing is going to pay off. And more likely than not, it will. Please don't take me as trying to be preachy because I'm definitely not. If anything, I'm preaching to myself. Over the years, I have learned that my words are powerful and my thoughts are just as powerful, if not more. So if you think these negative things while you're working, that's not a good situation. Think positively as you go about it. And remember that daily compounding efforts really do make a difference. In other words, if you sit down every day and do the work consistently, something is going to break. Something good is going to come out of that dedication. Thank you for tuning in to The Career Musician. Click the subscribe button and share The Career Musician podcast on your social media feeds. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man Writing the songs in this one-man band A nomad
I'm Heather. And I'm Mike. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts, hosts of Make It, it Stop. Stop. Bad music. Good times. From butt rock balladeers to the wackest of MCs. From washed up cocaine casualties to schmaltzy 80s cheese. Tune in to Make It Stop as we're joined by musicians, comedians, podcasters, and tastemakers to break down the worst albums ever recorded. We dive in track by track. We dissect, we debate, and we sort out the how and why of some of the most misguided, confounding, and egregious missteps in music history. We cover the gamut from alternative and underground bands like The Shags, Earth Crisis, and Five Iron Frenzy to mainstream acts like Creed, Justin Timberlake, and the Black Eyed Peas. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, so look us up. And before you know it, you'll be begging us to make it stop. Make it stop, a bad music podcast. Drummers! So you're watching an amazing drummer on YouTube, and they're playing something so crazy, you just can't figure it out. If only you can tap this drummer on the shoulder and say, hey, can you slow it down and break it down for me, man? PossibleChops.com does exactly that. They've asked some of the top-of-the-line drummers to play in short, digestible phrases some of their craziest chops. Then they slow it down and transcribe it so you can actually learn what the heck they're doing. They're making chops possible. Now, PossibleChops.com is an online drum lesson website that makes it easy to add to your drumming vocabulary from some of the baddest professional drummers. And when I say baddest, I mean the dopest, illest, most ridiculousest drummers you ever heard. Imagine getting a breakdown from drummers who played with the likes of Usher, Earth, Wind & Fire, Chick Corea, Babyface, Sheryl Crow, Tony Braxton, and the list goes on. The PossibleChops.com community is designed to allow drummers to share ideas and help you on your path to becoming a pro and getting gigs. That's right, folks, actually getting real gigs. If you're serious about drumming, do yourself a favor and visit PossibleChops.com. Join today and basic membership is free. However, If you decide to upgrade to a pro membership, use the promo code NOMAD to get your first free month. That's right, folks. Use coupon code NOMAD and you get the whole first month absolutely free. Adding new chops are now made possible for drummers on PossibleChops.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 